Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting technique, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 129. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Mild Orange. The New Zealand-based dream pop band are releasing their third studio record tomorrow entitled Looking for Space. In today's episode, we're speaking with frontman Mert about recording at Roundhead Studios, battling through illness while making a record, and touring in 2022. Here we go. Our guest today is the frontman from one of the most exciting indie rock and dream pop bands to come out of New Zealand. Tomorrow, they'll be releasing their third full-length record entitled Looking for Space. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from Mild Orange, Mert. Good morning. How are we? Sure. Good morning. Uh, we're good. Sitting here in Aratown. It's quite muggy. Yeah, it's a lovely day. It is. Um, whereabouts is uh, Mert? Where did you say the town was, sorry? Sorry, Aratown. Um, Aratown. It's uh, like, you know where Queenstown is? Yes. It's uh, south. South, lower South Island, um, amongst the mountains, um, Aratown's like a 20 minute drive from Queenstown, but it's like a small wee, uh, gold mining town. Um, yeah, there's like 5,000 people, but that's where my family's from. That's where I grew up. How oh, beautiful. Yeah. What's the music scene like? Obviously New Zealand is famous for quite a few, um, incredible bands, but what is the music scene like in, in that small, uh, community? In Aerotown. Um, yeah. It's actually quite quite awesome. So, like, the biggest night of the week is Wednesday night, surprisingly. And there's, like, a, <laughs> there's like a little um, kind of hole-in-the-wall speakeasy sort of bar um, on the main drag. Um, if, you can, if you can picture, like, a Wild West movie set, you know, there's, there's, like, a, you know, the main street and there's, like, a saloon and stuff. Like, that's kind of what Aerotown's like. And then the, you go into this little, like, old stone sort of bunker and there's a um a place called the blue door and every wednesday night um it's like open mic and like bands play and ends up getting pretty rowdy it's quite very like pretty pretty awesome for a town our size um and then there's there's big gigs come here every year we've had some pretty world-renowned artists come and play here it's just so beautiful yeah um it's a cool place very inspiring Definitely we'll be adding. I think we're trying to get across to do some podcast stuff in New Zealand later in the year, so definitely we'll add that to the um, itinerary. Yeah, good spot to park up. <laughs> um, but the reason why we're talking today, this week is a very exciting week. Um, looking for Space is coming out, the third 
record by Mild Orange. Congratulations. It's an exciting time. Thank you. Yeah, stoked to share it with everyone. Yeah, yeah of course. It is um, the third record by yourselves. And I want to say, I was going to say like third studio record, but I know this is the first one where there's been like a a, a premiere studio or like a not a home or yeah. house kind of studio. That term's quite confusing, eh? <laughs> that term's kind of because I always think like, you know, you got like, it's always broken down kind of into that duality of live albums and studio albums and then like studios, anything that isn't live kind of. But then like we've done everything in bedrooms or living rooms, holiday houses and stuff. And then, so now we've been like half in a proper studio. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was five, five recording spaces, which were holiday homes, beach houses. And then the sixth space was the, uh, roundhead studios in Auckland. So yeah, I guess it's maybe halfway there to being a studio, studio album. <laughs> I don't know what we call it. Or home recording. Half yeah. home recording, half studio. Well, I think it's still kind of, as you said, if it's not a live recording, it kind of falls into that category of like a studio recording, regardless of whether it's a home studio or what it may be. So I think it still kind of counts. Yeah, I think so too. Well, we've always tried to make it not feel like it's a home recording anyways, like trying to, like, so you don't notice so much that it's uh, super DIY, but, but I think from going out to all the different spaces we get, um, there's definitely like sound influences you hear, like those little like waves and things every, every so often. I'll, I'll just sneak little sound bites from each place, which you wouldn't find in a studio. So yeah, it's beauty. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you find the process? Cause as we just said, like it's the first time where um, you have included like sessions from, from Roundhead. Yeah. What was the process like, I guess, going from, your usual recording space to, to somewhere like Roundhead? Cause I imagine that the two processes are very different in terms of recording and kind of, uh, having your setup work. Yeah. So, so up until Roundhead, um, we'd always had like, all you know, all our mics and all, all our gear and, and it's all just running into my laptop and I'll be doing the able running Ableton sessions and stuff. But, um, and, and, you know, we're kind of on our own time frame. We can make noise whenever we like and stuff, but, Roundhead, it's, I mean, it's different when you're going into a studio because then you're on kind of their time and you're in, you're in um, working with their gear and it's all unfamiliar. But thankfully, um, so we're working with Patty Hill, who's the uh, studio manager of Roundhead, who's now a dear friend of mine because um, so, we've been through thick and thin through making this record <laughs> together over the past year. Um, Patty's been with the uh, – he's been – at Roundhead for, I don't know, like five years or so. He knows that place inside out. Um, and so when we're in there, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, we'll dream big and Paddy's able to help us realize those ideas. Um, uh, and it's, yeah, I mean, for me, it was quite different because I wasn't hands-on running the, uh, operating the ship while we were in Roundhead. And, so, you know, and stepping back a bit um, and letting Paddy run the 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 um, file projects and stuff is quite different for me, but we were quite good working together, very well collaborating. Um, and then it was actually after, after, because the, the files were now living in the Roundhead system. We're taking a lot of you know the home recordings and put them into the Roundhead system, and we began mixing the rest of the album in there. And then I got uh, there was there was lockdowns 
in New Zealand and I wasn't able to go to the recording studio anymore because I was living in New Plymouth and it was in Auckland. So then Paddy would end up running the studio via Zoom. Like I would see <laughs> see the studio um, and all of the files and stuff running on my screen via Zoom and Paddy sitting there and um, and then he'd send the audio out through like another uh, app online and I'll be hearing the studio too and we'd be doing these like super long mixing sessions together via correspondence and it was, it was quite a cool process so I don't know I, I guess like with every space we've gone to the process is always different and I love that about um, never recording in the same place really um, and always moving around and um, the influence different spaces have on you I, I love it it keeps the, the whole process fresh yeah of course well I imagine that from what you've just explained that even that process of having to kind of as someone who's driven the previous two records that even having to do part of this like across zoom is a whole new experience as well for part of it yeah yeah it's tricky <laughs> it was good though it was good um i was running so i would still run through my monitors in, in plymouth and i could sit there and um patty had the whole file up and so we're able to make calls together and on things and yeah so it's pretty cool. Like one, one of them that was entirely done would be kind of like colorized. We did a lot of mixing on the first track. Um, but Patty, Patty had done like the, that was, that, that song was completely recorded and um, roundhead. Yeah. Versus like a song like, uh, Oh yeah. Where I had done the complete mix and then, and then we'd just run it through the, um, the desk and, um, and roundhead to give it this new texture and sort of tape saturation. Um, yeah, it's, I, I like it. I like it. Each each song has its own little character from a different process, but they're all united by the mild orangeness. <laughs> <laughs> they um, it does work very well. The record has like a cohesive body, but yeah, there are like little identities to each track. Um, I feel like yeah. uh, Aurora was a song that really kind of showcased mild orange and, and the band's sound. And also the kind of step that this record has taken, because sonically it is a bit of a, like a, a step forward. It's not just a difference in studios, whatever. Like there is a bit of a bigger, more expansive sound to the record this time around, I, I feel. Um, what was the... I agree. I agree. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind this new, I guess, this step forward for, for Mild Orange? Well, we're always, always trying to like kind of, continue to do better and one up ourselves i guess like so yeah really upping the quality and texture of the sound was was a conscious decision um doing that is it's always a bit easier to say that than actually doing it so i think like for each of us we had you know worked on different techniques and really worked on getting as much sound out of four members as we can really um because you know when you see us live you'll be hearing like what you hear on the record we can play that live We've figured out how to how to create this depth of sound. I, I don't think you you need to like add heaps of members on stage to get a big sound. You can still do that with four people. Um, and so we've been able to do that from a lot of trial and error and trying to think of new ways to play stuff. And but yeah, with this album, it, it got to the point where creating these things in the recording studio and the bedrooms and it kind of got too big for my laptop and for the bedroom mixing setups and it was like we needed something to fill out a stadium instead of filling out a bedroom so 
that's when we t- made the decision like let's let's take it all to the round head and we can get the most out of each sound and have it sounding big big and lush and like a wall of sound at times um yeah <laughs> I, I like to explain it like we we knocked down the walls of the bedroom went through the wilderness and found a stadium and, and rocked out on there I would I can I can definitely see that it definitely kind of gives that um or, or, yeah like that I, I don't want to steal your analogy but it that was kind of what I was going to do so I won't repeat it but um yeah, yeah it does <laughs> audibly it sounds ex- expanded if that's a thing I yeah. can narrow it down yeah. to yeah and, and- I mean, in like, I mean, the title "Looking for Space" has lots of meanings. But like, one of the meanings you could draw is, you know, all of our instruments, all of us finding space within the mix. Um, if you're looking at it from a technical side, like we have found much more space in this album. I think. Yeah. No. Definitely. I, I could definitely kind of see that, and would almost, even without speaking to yourself, maybe draw that analogy with the title and the the new found sound. Um, for yourself, I know during, I think it was October 2020, in the process of writing um, the record, you yourself became quite ill with uh, pneumonia and with, I'm going to mispronounce it. Pleurisy. Pleurisy, um, which yeah. just at the best of times isn't great. During a recording an album in the middle of a pandemic, I imagine it's a whole different kind of kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. It was the the like lung aspect and not being able to breathe was a bit like worrisome when COVID was floating around. Didn't want to get double lung. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, no, yeah. I had I had double pneumonia and pleurisy, and pleurisy's when pleurisy sucks. It's like when your your lungs like the sac around them gets um, infected or something and inflamed, and so every time you breathe it hurts to breathe and then like by breathing more to deal with the pain, it just gives you more pain and you get in these like little cycles of like having panic attacks and then like not being able to breathe. And yeah, at one point I was on like, I think ventilator stuff, I was spending nights in hospital and lots of trips to the doctor. It wasn't fun. It, it, yeah. It kind of messed me up for a couple months. But yeah, I, yeah, it definitely had an influence on writing and outlooks and stuff. Um, pretty grateful to come out on the other side and a positive like seeing it from a positive way, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I am quite an optimist and will try to find light always in a dark situation. Um, yeah. And that's where songs like this kind of day and um, music came out around that era where I was um, trying to kind of make sense of it all and, um, you know, just keep hope. Um, you know, these moments will pass and it makes sense someday and we'll grow from it. Yeah. Well, yeah, from what I read and kind of as a, obviously we do our research into the bands, but as a side research into pleurisy, like um, it does sound like it's quite a scary thing. And I imagine that, especially as like a, a singer, as a front man, there's an element of like, or as someone who writes the songs, you're kind of wondering a combination of like, how am I going to move forward with this? And then, yeah, the I guess, as you mentioned, this uh, this kind of day, was a byproduct of that, of the, was that the first song that you wrote coming out of the, or recovering, sorry, from the, the sickness? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been a, um, yeah. 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 Just trying to remain positive and keep thinking. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, that things would get better. And they did. And, like, you know, it was a moment that passed. It was, it was like... Like the analogy I was thinking of, which is what I've written about in this kind of day, is like looking at, in, in my script for the music video, is like looking out to the ocean um, one day and, a, you know, this gnarly storm was coming and just like absolutely smashing the, the coast. And then you're just like noticing that that passes and that, that smashing and brutal moment is actually requisite for the beauty to come. Like it's all It's all part of the beach being sculpted um and it's what makes the beach the beach it's part of what makes the beach the beach so yeah i saw that moment like that it was like a gnarly storm but you know it, it passed and um it sculpted me a little bit yeah <laughs> that is a yeah incredible analogy and i'm very glad obviously to see you've made it out the other side and that we're able to chat <laughs> about the record yeah cheers <laughs> I think uh, one of the highlights for myself for the record, uh, one of my favorite tracks was uh, Hollywood Dreams, which I think showcases like a little bit of like a, maybe not like a softer side, but like a more, because it's still a mild orange sound in the, in the track, but maybe like a little bit more singer songwritery or um, Mm. I'm not sure what it was, but yeah, something with that resonated with me. Uh, Do you think that, in future releases that you could possibly look at it. Uh, I realize, sorry, I've just realized that it sounds like I'm making this as a request. This is more <laughs> an inquisitive thing, not a request. <laughs> can, can you just make me more songs like that? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, about that. That's oh, well, I mean, like, yeah, there are, there are a few more. It's just like, I mean, I've, I've heard actually written, I was on this kind of like songwriter buzz for a bit where I was kind of you know like kind of like Beach Boys um Neil Young kind of you know like kind of like a sparkly 60s Hollywood sort of sound and I mean that was one of the products of writing like that and I, I still do like writing music like that so yeah um that means a lot that you've <laughs> requested that because yeah I'd be keen <laughs> to put more music out like that um yeah I yeah, I, I know, I know what you mean. I'm keen, I'm keen to keep working on that sort of side. Um, and it wasn't intentional that there's all this side and then the other sides and stuff. It just kind of happens. Yeah, because we're always feeling different when we make stuff. So um, we're going to make you know songs like that, and we're going to make things like you know what's your fire, which go absolutely erupt. So um, yeah, always feeling different. Always going to make different things. 
So, yeah, when it feels right, I guess more Hollywoody sort of <laughs> tempo things are going to come out. No, beautiful. Look, as, as I said, it was more meant as a inquisitive, but I've realised it's come across sounding requesty, but, look, I'll, I'll gladly take whatever no, 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 comes. No, that's good. That's good. That's, that's epic. I'll, I'll have you in mind when I'm writing a, <laughs> another, another 60s Hollywoodish ballad. <laughs> done, done. <laughs> Um, Mild Orange is, I believe that you've just finished up some news, uh, tour dates in New Zealand, but are about to, I think in the next two weeks, head off to London and then the US to, uh, to support the album, which is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, like with, well, it's very exciting. I mean, like, I can't <laughs> really stress how excited we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, a big th- part of what we love doing um, is traveling and seeing the world and playing music for people around the world and enjoying, you know, new experiences. Um, and we're very lucky to do that, but, uh, you know, we haven't been able to do that for two years. Um, I mean, it's the least of most people's problems, but um, yeah, we're just so excited to get out again and travel. We're leaving for um, London in a few days and then we're going to play our album release show on the 10th. And then we're jetting to New York and we'll start the US League. And then at the end of the US League, we'll be in Mexico City um, playing a show there. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting to be playing overseas again. The prospect is epic. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been trying to go to Australia. We've tried so many times to come to Australia, but it just keeps like keep getting a roadblock in the way. Um, so we've been able to. We've tried about five times, I think. In the past year or two that was my um yeah. yeah my next question to see when because i think there's yeah the us the uk i think there's some further tour dates in september in europe but it was yeah wondering when yeah we might see you over here in australia yeah it's tricky yeah because um and we, we did have dates to play even this weekend on the you know the first and oh what was it is it the fifth and sixth i think of february we were going to be playing in Australia, but you know that got canned again. Um, but you know it's top priority for us. We really, really want to get there because we still haven't even been to Australia yet. Like we've done Europe and stuff, but we've never been to Australia, which is our neighbour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now we'll try. We'll, we'll try our best to get to Australia as soon as possible. It does seem crazy to me that only because I feel like when both an Australian band becomes like slightly big and vice versa with a New Zealand band that, as you said, we're neighbours, we usually do kind of the first to jump across the pond in the smaller pond is the sense of like we tour in New Zealand or you tour Australia and it's it's still strange that we haven't been able to see you guys over here. Yeah, I know. Well, it was, it was like um, from the get-go, like US and, U- and Europe were like kind of like a – most engaged audience and it's been kind of in the past year or two that NZ and Australia have really um, I mean there's always been listeners from day one in Australia, New Zealand, don't get me wrong but but um, from the start it was very vocal from Europe and US like hey come here um, so yeah I guess we just haven't just hasn't lined up to come to Australia we've been trying <laughs> since the end of 2019 but um, for whatever reasons there's just been things in the way but we will keep trying yeah it'll be a great great day 
if, if anything, when you do get here, because there has been that build-up, the rooms that you'll be playing are much bigger, the crowd to be much more excited, so it's almost like a kind of a, balances itself out in a way. Yeah, the, the moment will be that much sweeter. Exactly. <laughs> um, did you ever find it, not even odd, but like these days, obviously with the internet, everything else, it is um, possible for bands to kind of find their fan bases wherever they may be in the world. Did you ever find it interesting that Mild Orange did take off the way that it did overseas before it did even in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was quite fuzzy. <laughs> it's was, it was, it was <laughs> surreal, really. I'd, I'd sent off um, I'd sent our music. Actually, for, you know, from day one, though, before we had released full play like the first album which we released pretty much just in one go we'd released like stranger but you know we had got a pretty good response from new zealand at the start um but but you know like people hadn't really been catching on like they have now um it took a while but um yeah for i i sent uh, music off to alona chemries just before um Full play was released, and I'd, I'd been following Alona for a while. And I'm, I'm like an avid YouTuber. I'm like the, I'm like the guy who will like comment on everything I, I watch and stuff. And like, I love the YouTube community. And so I was like, you know, we'd been making music, and I was like, hey, we're, we're not half bad. I'm going to send our music to Alona or whoever, and they might like it. And then Alona posted um, some feeling in my site, and that's when that global audience um, really welcomed us. Uh, yeah, and no, it was pretty pretty cool pretty surreal um so yeah but and then like you know from that moment onward and you know since the start we've maintained that we're the band from new zealand for the world like so despite us being from this little corner of the earth we're um making things with the intention that um anywhere anywhere in the world can relate to or enjoy it um and then it's for everyone yeah that's that's very fair i kind of like that um what is it it's not a motto that kind of uh, credit what is the word I'm looking for uh, let's call it yeah let's call it a motto it's fine your it mission a statement or motto or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah mission statement that's it <laughs> yeah yeah I, I chuck that on a lot of our like I do the our graphics and stuff and I, I, I chuck it on you know uh, merch and or whatever you know or even on our socials or everywhere because yeah that is our mission statement um, yeah it's nice you clear what we're trying to do, I guess. Yeah, of course. Do you find, I know that uh, we spoke earlier in, in the conversation about yourself being the songwriter, frontman producer, you help with the mixing, as you just said, you help with the merch. Do you enjoy the aspect of kind of being across all, all aspects of the band, like kind of being able to make sure that it is still, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, and then, you know, like Jar, Jar and I and Dom, who's in LA, we managed the project together. And like, um, I went to law school, I'll still do our contracts and stuff as well. Um, I love doing every aspect of the band, really. I don't know. It's because it's, I'm very, I need to be doing stuff all the time. I'm very like, I like being busy and I like, I don't know, I get really hectic if I don't have something to do. So I'm always doing stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, this this beast that is so hungry and just keeps needing to be fed, and I'm like gladly feeding it all the time. <laughs> um, and I can't help myself. 
yeah I, I don't know it's it's nice not just doing music because i feel like if i was if i was like no nope, i'm a guitar singer guy and that's all i do then like what would i be doing because i can't be doing that all the time and it's so i think it's healthy to have this balance and be doing various things um which all work towards the the goal of mild orange yeah that's very fair i can kind of um uh, I, I I definitely know uh, in terms of the always wanting to be busy and make sure that the beast is continuing to be fed. I can definitely recognize that, um, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then it's, it's not like, yeah, it, it just like, it just naturally happens to this, you know, like little ideas that happen. And, and it's like, I think a part of why I like doing so many different things is because out of necessity, I've had to teach myself because I don't know how, to translate it to someone else to help achieve it. So like with the designs or um, production or or whatever, it's like I need this idea done now. I'm just going to figure out how to do it. I'm going to do it on my laptop or whatever because I need to see it existing. So I think it comes from there too. Yeah. yeah. I can um, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely understand that feeling. <laughs> uh, but yeah. usually... Yeah. Usually we would ask our guests um, what they're currently listening to. Is there any particular album or a single or whatever that's kind of caught your fancy at the moment? Um, oh, I'm pretty much always listening to Mild Orange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to, trying to think. Um, I've, been, oh, I've been listening to like K-pop a bit. I've been loving K-pop. So my favourite song at the moment is called Hi Hi by Luna. I just love the all the elements, like the music videos, and so like so well filmed and colourful one. Um, I would recommend. Um, Cassandra Jenkins. I found her the other day. She's awesome. Hard drive. Yeah, fantastic record. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I found found that record. Yeah. Found me. <laughs> sometimes i find that like music like that especially like the cassandra jenkins record it finds its way to you and kind of burrows its way in somehow yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Matt, thank you very much for your time today i do appreciate it uh congratulations on the new record for mild orange looking for space is out this friday uh, and we'll make sure it's how uh, we have all the links in the show notes so that people can buy the record Thursday. Oh, it's out Thursday. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, um, yeah, Thursday, February 10th. No, yeah, sweet. Um, thank you so much for having me and taking an interest in Wild Orange. And um, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Mert and Mild Orange for their time. Looking for Space is out tomorrow and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or catch them on tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Millie at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.